Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we spark leaders in transition who are unclear, go from fear to fired up about their life and business. And if you wish to talk more in depth about coaching, heart and mind fitness, brainstorming for your business, podcasting, and or veteran resources, connect with me, Shay, today at the Calendly link in the show notes on your podcast platform. And today, our guest is the amazing Yolanda Moore. Welcome to the show, Yolanda. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely welcome. And I'll I'll accept it. Thank you. <laughs> well, we met, gosh, I don't even think it's been a month ago now. I think it's just been a few weeks since we were able to do the income surge at, at, um, in Orlando. Yes, ma'am. For those of you who um, were obviously weren't there, Yolanda had this gorgeous, um, what was it, a kimono on that you were wearing? And I just, I was so thankful that you were sitting near me so I could talk to you about it. And then come <laughs> to find out we were like kindred spirits. So I'm so glad that we had time to have that conversation. Yes, yes. At an interesting place where we were gaining knowledge and also we met wonderful people, which, you know, you were definitely one of them and one of the highlights of the day. And I still have my picture of us together. And, you know, I look at it and I smile. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know. Did I send that to you or no? I, no, please send it to me. <laughs> okay. I'll send that to you. Well, and, you know, you just have such a great spirit that, you know, you just attract good good people. So I was uh, enamored by, by who you are and who you stand for. So, and your story. So, um, so let's dive in because I always like to, I always end up getting talking too much before we get to the interview. So for those of you who don't know, Miss Yolanda Moore is the founder and owner of CP's Mother Love and Cookies. She is also a mother of two and was raised by a single parent household by a strong and loving mother. Her mother's influence shaped her in more ways than she could ever imagine, eventually leading her to her current endeavors. Her early childhood through adolescence is where she received the hardwiring of do all things through God who strengthens me. And sitting at the kitchen table while watching her mother cook food that filled the air with amazing aromas was Yolanda's first experience with great foods. Her first love was developed when she followed up by enlisting in the army at the age of 18 as a cook after her mother died at the age of 42 from breast cancer. Oh my gosh. And you can find out more on her website at cpsmotherlovincookies.com. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. And Yolanda, there's so much uh, that you have done and accomplished and that you're continuing to do so I just can't wait to dive in. So I always start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Well, investing in people is really why we're here. We're not here for any other reason. And I mean, if we look at the commandments in the Bible, the greatest commandment is love. So love your neighbors, love one another, love each other. That's where I'm part and put down here to do and to be. And so being able to give and help other folks that's part of the commandment it's just things that go along with it and you know giving definitely means in more way than one it you know sometimes means financially but you know sometimes it's just a lending ear 
Um, and, you know, sometimes it's other tangible things that, that, you know, maybe food or something that someone else needs. But I think generally people just kind of need to feel your support and feel your warmth. And a lot of people, to be honest, you know, just want the air. We weren't meant to be alone and isolated. We were meant to be with other people. But again, and help them. So that's what it means to me. And we and we all should allow to give and allow to receive from others. It's a it's a it's not a one for one thing, but you just know God's law is here and that he sent someone else to comfort you. It's like he sent you to comfort someone else. Mm. You know, I love, I love that you said that answer. Every time I ask this question, every single person over almost 200 episodes, every single person has given me something different. And so I love that you really talk about one, God's law, but two, a mother's love. And, you know, what I read in the bio, you really found that your mother invested in you through food by you just watching her, observing her. So kind of take us back to being that, that kid watching your mom in the kitchen. What did that, what did that look like? Well, I can tell you just as I'm sitting now, you can't see me, but I tell you like this, my arms are folded, sitting on a counter and let's see at that point, I lived in Willingboro, New Jersey. And that was probably at the age of probably around 10 is when we actually moved to Willingboro, New Jersey. And that was our first house that I think my mother ever owned. And it was wonderful and amazing. And she did accomplish that as a single woman. Mm. But uh, to your question, I we sitting at this table and I don't know where she got this table from, but it's so memorable. Uh, it was yellow and it was kind of specked, specked yellow and white table, not spots, but kind of almost like florals, but not necessarily flower. And um, it had this metal ribbon around the outside mm-hmm. of it. And I would sit at that table long days. I would sit for hours and it didn't matter. You know, when she would be in that kitchen and she'd be cooking and I'm going to move the camera because I just have to show you just kind of saying it. I mean, saying it does something, but saying it does something else. So I'd be sitting at that table just like this. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see her, 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 her chin, her face is resting on her hands. Like, you know, what we, we do when we watch something in awe. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. Chin down. I'm listening and watching and and smelling and seeing it's just amazing at how much you see and I sat there for years doing that and I was always quiet I don't know how old you are but I don't want to give my age but anyway (laughs) and in the time ago they always say children are to be seen and not heard and I was at I almost didn't know I was there um Unless uh, you looked over and saw me, because sometimes those would be, you know, my mother may be having conversations, you know, other other adults or someone might be there. But I was just always there sitting and listening. So even with that, I think I got some of my wisdom just by hearing some of the conversations and not mm-hmm. participating, but hearing. And it got to an age where maybe there were sometimes I had something to say, but, you know, you're always in the kid's place, of course. But for the most, you know, I saw my mother do things. I think that the normal average cook couldn't do in that kitchen on the other side of those counters you know mixed in and stuff and I got to the point where I asked questions and I didn't know you know some things I didn't know until after I got became an adult and was cooking and talked to friends and this and and people don't even know how to make gravy and I didn't know people didn't know how to make gravy I I didn't know I I, I don't know how to make gravy (laughs) 
good gravy, I should say. I know how to make gravy. It's not very good, but <laughs> you know, there's instant gravy out there. You know? Right. <laughs> the instant things, but I didn't grow up on instant because I, I guess really the background came from let's go further with my mother that she was a Southern girl raised in Georgia, in Dawson, Georgia, where she came from. And her parents had a 200-acre farmland with livestock and with um, fresh vegetables and fruits and, you know, all those right there. So they raised it and cooked it and slaughtered it. So, yeah, it's no way that I could have come up in that household with, with not learning how to to cook or smell something and see something I just really was truly interested in it it really kind of was my first love was to was to be in the kitchen cooking well I love how she you were her captive audience was there other people did you have siblings or was it just you mesmerized by what she was doing it was me mesmerized I did have other siblings but neither one I had a brother and a sister both older I was the, the youngest in a bunch and neither one of them were interested in that. But we were all definitely different people, I have to say. And um, even as we you know, grew up, we all took our same path. But you know what? I'm going to say this. This is just, this is um, mind boggling. It's just how God has things presented and unfolded to you. And I'm about to cry. I'm sorry. Mm, it's okay. <laughs> oh my God. It's just something that, you know, somebody who knows you and, and, and you say, oh, they get you. You know, and it's, you know, it's just the people who are there with you. And I was speaking to my brother the other day, probably about maybe a week ago. And he, he talks a lot. I talk, <laughs> but he talks a lot more. And um, he says to me, he says, you know, Yolanda, he says, he says, see, you express your love through cooking. And that's what he said to me. I mean, and I said, you knew that? He said, yeah, I knew that. He said, that's how you show your love. And it just, it just touched me, you know, um, from the bottom of my heart that he actually could see that. And, yes. And it's, all those years and I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. What a gift. You know, your mom really exampled that for you. She was doing the same thing. I, and I think that generation, my, my mom did the same thing. She cooked everything from scratch. There was never an instant, there was never an envelope of anything unless it was yeast to bake bread, right? There was, you know, so, and I think that generation really learned the art of love through our food. There was yes. no instant gratification back then. What a gift that she passed that on to you. And now you, so she invested in you and now you are sharing your wisdom with others through your business, which is this very interesting take on cookies. So tell us how that came about. Okay. Well, um, the cookies is, is, is a way to give back. I'll say, I'm going to say, you know, I had things going on in my life that was personal and um, during that point, it just kind of came up, you know, you needed something to do and you needed something to do worthy. You needed something to, to give back. And so basically the hardship of my mother dying, you know, years ago, which has been many years. Uh, and I've never, ever really given back from that. I've been fearful for myself as a matter of fact, you know, of me having breast cancer. But I've never really, you know, given as much as I could give. I've, you know, donated some money here and there to help, but I want to do more and and take my energy and make it useful and worthwhile into what I contributed and gave back. And so I was a cook. 
And I said, you know, I started out a whole thought process in my head and, and it just kind of evolved down to cookies. Now, I can't necessarily say I was a baker, but I thought the cookies would really kind of be uh, the best avenue to get them out there. So I wanted to create a cookie that was healthful and good for uh, people. At, at least better, healthier alternative avenues than, than what was out there. And I started developing in a kitchen. So all my cookies are oatmeal-based and they're gluten-free. And I try to keep them low glycemic for all these different people who have different diet restrictions. But also, which the important part was, is that um, I was able to partner with breast cancer, with the, with the Breast Cancer Foundation. And actually here in Florida, so the Florida... Breast Cancer Foundation is who I actually partner with, and I raise funds and raise donations while I'm selling cookies to help support people who have breast cancer challenges, and the money will go to breast cancer research. So um, I'm very happy to be able to put that energy in a focused area and to be able to give something back that will help many people. Mm. Well, what a beautiful full circle story right? You lost, unfortunately you lost your mom, but yet you had this incredible bond with her over cooking and she showed you love through cooking. Now you show love and not just show the love, you show love by raising money to help what might have been able to help her. So what a beautiful story. So take us back to, uh, again, to Yolanda as a young girl and you decided that you are going to, you know, you're graduating from high school, you had college or not college, something on the on the horizon. Where did you decide to go? We had mentioned the army. So did you go right into the army after graduation? And what made you make that decision? Oh, well, you know, I think life has its way of guiding you and directing you where you go. And I told you that I was raised by a single parent mother. And uh, she died when I was 17. So actually the month after I graduated, she died. Mm. And I actually enrolled in uh, community college. And then I was enrolled in Mercer County Community College in Trenton, New Jersey. And I had went up there to, and I don't think class started yet, but it may have been some of the, the first things, or maybe it could have been first class or something like that. But just, it was just really getting started into the semester. And um, on the way home, I came back and I stopped at my cousin's house and he said to me, sorry. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, sorry. And he was like, oh, you don't know. And so that's actually the moment that I found out that my mother had passed was when I was on the way. My first day of attending, you know, the college and then, you know, your dreams and stuff kind of change, you know, because I think in my mind I had a big things in my in my head and I think we all do most of us do have like uh these promises that you make to yourself when you get this place or you get that place that you're going to take and give this to your parents and you're going to help them and I saw I I saw what she's done for us over the years and how she struggled and I remember times when we didn't have well we always had food but sometimes someone had to give it to us (laughs) you know so but but we always had food um, so, but I was waiting for that point and, you know, that's the day that my life took another change and, um, I had to go live with my dad after that point because I was just 17. I didn't know anything about a house or, or even being alone. I lived with my mother, you know, my entire life. And so I went to stay with my ba- dad who was in Trent, New Jersey. And I was there probably for about a year and I continued to go to the community college that was there. And, um, 
So one day I went outside and it was people in the neighborhood and they were fighting with bats and chains. Mm. And, and that's the day I decided to leave. And that's how the army came about. Wow. And so I went to the recruiter. <laughs> I went to the recruiter and truly two weeks later, I was gone. I was in basic training. Wow. That's how bad. <laughs> and I had joined to be a cook. And in there, then, you know, again, I continued to uh, foster the love that I had learned with my mother of cooking and learn new things that that supported what she had already you know taught me and the basis and the foundations and you know measurements and those types of things that are consistent when you cook things you have to have recipes in order to make a consistent recipe consistent now my mother cooked she was a country cook she didn't measure stuff she just knew what to do and you saw those Mm -hmm. things and so I emulated them as much as I could, but going into the military and cooking in, in the army, which I did for years as a cook there, that actually gave me the structure type of uh, the, the rules and the methods behind the cooking that I saw implemented in my house. And so I think I was able to grow a little bit more and, and learn a few more things than, than I had been taught as a as a child that I have observed well and I I love how you go from cooking from to about you know a couple people to now you're cooking from a sure for a couple of hundred people right yes you know in the military also as a cook you get to touch different things different types of foods and you may be vegetable prep and you may be meat prep and you may be baking so you have different different slots where they'll stick you in depending on what the need is and so that was also nice to foster to further foster what my mother had set in place well and you know it really set you up to be able to do your cookie business because you're not making just a dozen you're making a massive amount so again you're like getting I love how God little plants these little lessons in us along our way along our journey to end up at at where we are in this mid-stage of life that goes oh and this is why you had to learn that well you know I don't want to correct you but I'm going to have to make a a minor correction or a minor tweak I'm not making massive amounts yet. I don't consider it massive yet, but I would like to one day get to make a massive amount because the massive that I make will help benefit other people as far, again, dietary wise and as far as also contributions to uh, Breast Cancer Foundation. Well, we're just going to speak that into existence because you, because here's the thing. You have the knowledge to be able to do that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the key thing from that because it's so interesting to watch, to look back at our lives and go, oh yeah, that's there. I learned that lesson. Got it. I didn't even know I was probably learning that lesson in the time you're just kind of in it, doing it day in and day out. And here you are being instilled to, to learn lessons to, again, at some point, be able to, to cook massive amounts of cookies. So I, I love this. You know, what you're saying that I just want to point here uh, and saying again, I can do as, as written you know, and you know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's, you know, that's the fortitude and that's the stamina. And he helped put that there. And, you know, while we were unbeknownst what was going on. So it's just pulling from what was there. Yes. Well, and clearly you've lived like that because here you are as a young woman, you were dealing with the 
the newness of being a college student and now boom, your mom passes. And now you have to figure out the newness of living with your dad, still going to school and grieving the loss of your mom. So you really have leaned on that your whole life. So what a, you are a testimony to that. And I do think, you know, the survival instinct in me, you know, and I guess the common sense too, I say, you know, I say I have, I may be simple, but I have simple common sense. <laughs> and I knew as a young, as a young lady, you know, going out there, you know, seeing the bats and chains, I was like, I want to leave, but where can I go? Right. I'm three hots in a cot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's either jail or the military, right? Three hots in a cot. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, what determination and, and fortitude that you had to see that and go, nope, I don't want this. Yeah, I thank God for that, for the changes. I continued, you know, to go actually as I continued down my life path, I continued to go to college and, you know, I took, uh, I took business administration and got my bachelor's degree in that. And then I continued even later and went on to get a master's degree in instructional systems design, which is actually about adult learning, but it's about the systematic training of knowledge to adult learners. So you're busy structuring and making making order and make sense and finding out what someone needs to be doing or what the learner needs in order to learn what they are receiving. So that really, in all these kind of weird ways, everything that I, it's like my whole life path kind of led to this point and I just, again, didn't know that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, and I love that you use the, the scripture through all things. Christ strengthens me. I don't even know if it's scripture, but it used to, that's the only thing I could think of. And I, for me, it's a very spiritual thing, very God-driven thing is I would get up in the morning when I was working 40 hours a week and going to cosmetology school 40 hours a week. And we didn't even talk about that because I know you went to cosmetology school as well. Um, yeah. But I would get up and I would be like, oh, I've only had like six hours of sleep. But if I can, uh, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you decide to throw cosmetology school into the mix of all of that? Well, um, fast forward and this kind of gets you in the secrets of life and that kind of thing where we go now is um, I was married when I, went, well, when I went to the military, I'm married and I had a child and um, I was married for six years with that husband and um it didn't work out we did have some um some violence in the relationship and i was forced to separate in divorce and i actually and they actually that's actually what brought me to florida so i'm in florida now and i've been here for for over 30 years i'm pretty sure at this point and being here uh was was actually fleeing from from that that situation and i had an aunt here which, you know, who God knows, she let me stay with her for a whole year. And mm-hmm. that was one actually doing, was it during that, during that year, I actually started um, going to cosmetology school while I was working, while I was there. I came and I was, when I came here, I actually migrated to Florida from Georgia and I was actually cooking. So I, I left uh, the military and I continued to cook in, cook in uh, Florida excuse me in Georgia for for some time and um, when I got here in Florida I just kind of realized the difference in the pay scales and um, what was going on I said I can't eat on that I did get a job at the school board as a clerk 
but I couldn't eat on that either. Even though I had a two year degree at that point, it just kind of didn't help me out with the pay range. I think it was like $7 an hour and I had a child. What was it going to do with $7 an hour and a child? Mm-hmm. And I'm again, staying with my aunt, but you know, I said a year and when that year was up, I needed to leave. And so I said, you know, I've always wanted to do hair as well. So I'll go back and do that. And I'm going to say this too. My mother was a hairstylist too. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. Yes. But just kind of keep trailing over each other, you know, yes. you just. And so I um, went to cosmetology school and I actually did hair for 10 years. I owned the salon and I met some wonderful people who are really my dearest friends today. And we are, they, they have become my Florida family and they are in Daytona and I have moved to Orlando, but yes, I practiced for 15 years as a, as a hairstylist. And during that time, also, it came to a point where uh, I was still, I went back to school again. And that's where I got my uh, my master's degree in instructional systems. And I'm going to tell you a client that came through that was getting her hair done. She is actually the one that told me about instructional system design, which I went to school for. So, again, mm. all passes, the roads cross. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That sounds fun. I'm all about interesting. I'm all about fun. I am creative. And I think that was a creative aspect. Just like a cooking any food, you know, you put it together and you put these things together and you want to know how it comes out. So you start from the beginning, you build. And so your food, I mean, it's the consistency, it's the flavor, and, you know, sometimes the smells. All those things matter and they make you create a complete project. But you want it to taste a certain way so that that's the end result. And um, I've always been end result driven as to what the outcome product is. And so even with instructional system design, they actually put that in a word for me. So another part of my life and my characteristics in nature was put into words. I need to, I need to see it in result. But the thing that they say is you always start with the end in mind. And so they make it very clear on how to create training and structure and that type of thing. But I was always kind of project driven, whether they were small projects or large projects projects, but it was really about the results and the outcome. So what I'm hearing is, is that you've always been a recipe follower. <laughs> yeah. I'll In re- some way, shape or form, even though it might not have been written, like there's a, a strategic recipe to everything that you do from the cooking to now what you do with the instructional design. Cause yes. you're literally always thinking about the end result. Yes. Yeah. And there's a because without variation, you never have anything new, but variation, mm-hmm. and yeah. sometimes your mistakes create new products and new things. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, we're uh, just have a few more questions left. And I always like to uh, make it a, a suggestion to our guests that at this point that they make sure that they listen to the end of the episode to hear our, from our sponsor, that is um, your quest education from our good friend on episode five from season five, Daniel Blue. He uh, helps you get money out of your 401k tax and penalty free to start your business. So please, uh, you know, click on the show notes. There is a link there to take a complimentary class if you want to know more about that. So Yolanda, there's just, you have... You have just such a peace and a and a, a a good natured spirit about you that just shines through as you're speaking and, and sharing your story. 
And I know that there's so much stuff that we've all gone through that you've gone through. And thank you so much for being, for sharing the story about your brother and, and how he sees you. And as you're talking, we can all see you that you are literally showing love through everything that you do. So what do you want to be remembered for? What would be your legacy? My legacy um, really would just be to be authentically who God created me to be. So I can just show up and be in the presence of whatever is at that moment. And if God has me there for a purpose, wherever I am and whatever it is that, that I'll be able to feel it and that I'm always approachable. Well, I can tell you, you're living that right now because you are approachable. Cause like I said, that's how we met when we were sitting at lunch next to each other. And, um, you know, we just started talking. So, um, I am so glad that you're approachable. So, and I, and I'll just tag on to it again. And again, that the cookies be able to help someone in the future and that mm-hmm. it grows well enough and large enough that it could sustain and, and provide assistance in through through the breast cancer but also through just having a healthy product that tastes great out there that is low glycemic that is gluten-free and that is vegan as well because we do have many people with diet restrictions and again when i formulate recipes i do research and try to dig and try to make that happen as far as what people are consuming to make it fit these needs so if someone wants to order those cookies, how do they connect with you? And what type do you do? Do you only do a specific kind or you do chocolate chip, peanut butter? What are, what are your options? Well, my cookies are definitely uh, unique, uniquely flavored. And you can hear, here's a name and this cookie you'll never get anywhere. It's kind of one of my favorite ones. And I call it Go Figure. And actually, when I came out with the cookie, I actually gave away a half dozen. Well, I never gave away a dozen because people couldn't figure out what was in it. But if you if you if you could guess the top three, the top three flavors, I would have gave you a dozen of cookies. And the cookie contains figs, peanut butter and cloves. And the name Mm. of it is Go Figure. So (laughs) in every cookie, again, is oatmeal based and gluten free and vegan. All my names are a little bit original, but all the cookies are a, a little original too. The flavors, you won't find them somewhere else. Uh, one of my favorite cookies and a lot of people's favorite cookies is uh, Nutty Lemon. And I use walnuts right now as a base for all my cookies. And uh, Nutty Lemon is just kind of like a bright burst of that sunshine lemon. And mm-hmm. it has those walnuts and the flavor is just so good. But these cookies are just, they're just really, truly, they're amazing. And I have a friend and I have to say her name is Sophia. And she, she just kept telling me, she said, you know, she said, you have to put gourmet in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm just so resistant, you know, because I'm, I'm just kind of not that person. I'm not that flamboyant person. And, and she said, and she just said, you got to put gourmet in front of them. Mm-hmm. So I think I might have put gourmet on something, you know, and I said, okay, I have to get used to tooting the cookies or touting the cookies horn and and let them be what they are. But other flavors, I have Rustic Rage Overload, which is orange cranberry walnut Mm. and have Raisin Up, which is oatmeal raisin. And that same friend forced me to make those because she wouldn't stop. And I made them. And they are delicious. <laughs> Absolutely. They actually are one of my favorites too. 
And uh, what else? We have chocolate chip and we call it also chipper. And every cookie again is oatmeal based. So you see, I just kind of have fun with the cookies mm -hmm. and going to be original but they also taste original and i went to a gym um and i presented the cookies there uh, it was uh orange theory mm -hmm. and i was there for maybe a week or so and people weren't tasting them i had them there as kind of part of the healthy healthy options ideal and finally somebody tasted one and it was so hilarious it caught me off guard it caught everyone off guard. the young lady took the cookie and she tasted it and she said oh this is good and I was like I was shocked it kind of froze everybody in their seats and I'm like did you expect something else and she said well she said you know cookies that are made uh that are gluten-free they usually don't taste it yeah they mm. taste like and so that was my goal was to give people something that tastes good you know that also was an alternative that they could eat when they had that sweet tooth, but it's also not totally Latin with sugar. Sugar's not the first thing you taste. And if you go on my Instagram, which is also CP Mother Loving Cookies with the Instagram tags, however they do it, but uh, you'll see people who say things and they talk about the flavors, how they just kind of unfold and you can taste everything one at a time. Mm -hmm. And it really is like that. And you and as I have been out at the farmer's market, letting people taste the cookies, they'll taste one and they say, oh, that's good. And then they'll taste another one and say, oh, that's good. And they'll taste another one and say, oh, and they just kind of like, wow. So in the recent weeks, I had two people actually tell me my cookies belong in somebody's store. And it was a lady who owns a tea shop and she wanted my cookies in her store. But I am currently a... Uh, cottage food business so there's a couple things that i need to do in order to be able to go into a business that actually is is not a cottage business so i need to get those things together and make them happen and so i'm actually in the process of doing that and with that being said i'm actually starting a fundraiser at uh kickstarter in order to help get uh money to help certify these cookies as low glycemic which is the first step that i like to do mm process and then I'll get a different probably type of uh, labeling and packaging also to, to go with them. Not that I don't like my packaging that I have now because I like it. I may be partial because I created, I did the art, yeah, I did all, all those things, you know, bootstrapping, you learn to do a mm -hmm. lot of things. Yeah. But in order to just kind of officialize things and make them a little bit better, you know, I just kind of probably need somebody to package them because when you package for a store, you also have to package differently. Right. So that's what it is. So I just kind of need to move on to the next level. And I want the cookies to be able to advertise exactly all the wholeness and the goodness that they have to offer. And that needs to be included on a packaging as well. So low glycemic, which requires a certification and pretty much per cookie, that's $3,500. But I would like to have that done before I get a packaging and before I go on somebody's shelf, because I know that is a big plus. It's an identifier for that cookie to be known as being safe for this area and uh, for this type of population. And I want that out there. I want that to be definitely the minimal that goes on the packaging when I, when I am able to get it on the shelf. And have you started your Kickstarter campaign yet? I am working on it. I'm building it, the pages as we speak. So okay. I did a little day, probably within the next week or so, I'd like to get it up and running. Okay. And where can 
You'll be posting it on your face on your Instagram that people can go donate if they want to. Yes, I will post it on my Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, I just want to say out there because you never know who's listening, right? You never know who's listening. You never so know. If you are listening and you're like, oh, I could help with that, or you maybe you have an into, I'm just gonna say this, you have an into the VA hospital and you know that they could use the cookies there, then you know, feel free to reach out to Yolanda on her Instagram, which is CP's mother love and cookies. Uh, handle on Instagram and where I'll end the website. Please tell us the website again. Can they connect with you on there as well? Yes, they can. CP's mother loving cookies.com. CPS mother M O T A T R loving L O V I N cookies, C O O K I E S.com. So when you say that, you just say, I want my CP's mother loving cookie. I love it. And I want to give them to you. So please go visit, come visit, come see. And you can see me in more ways than one. You can see me online. You can see me on Instagram. You can see me uh, at the farmer's market. And I try to keep posted actually right now. I think I have uh, on my website events that uh, I will be participating in. So for the month of October, I think I have them all lined up there. So if you go on my website, cpsmotherlovingcookies.com, and you hit the hamburger tab or the menu tab, you can click the events and you can see exactly where I am. And you can come out and meet me in person. There's things that I sell in person that I won't be able to sell online, like my wonderful ice cream sandwiches. And you have to open your mouth. Wow. In order to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're good. And they're, you know, they're sandwiched with my cookies. And the ice cream is actually made out of uh, almonds. So it's almond ice cream. And those are actually vegan as well. Wow. Wow. You're a woman after my own heart. I love that. I can't have a real ice cream. So that sounds amazing. Awesome. You have to try. I will. I will. I'll definitely have to find you at a farmer's market. Well, you may at not a farmer's market. I think we're supposed to meet up at some point. So yes, ma'am. We will. We will. I'm going to hand deliver to you. Yes, I would love that. I would love that. Well, and truly, I don't know if you have a t- logo for your or a tagline for your cookies, but they need to be mother loving made with love. Okay. You know what I say? From the heart. From the heart. I love it. That's perfect. Because it clearly just listening to you talk about it and all the things that you do this just brings you so much joy. It does. It yeah. does. I'm to be a part of it. And and truly a, a part of it also is communicating with the people. When I go out there, I love meeting new people. I love hearing their stories. I love sharing smiles. I get lots of smiles. And I'm a jokester too. So I tell little jokes and I kind of love to see reactions. So I just love interacting and engaging with the people. It's been really fun. And I plan on continuing even when I'm tired. Yeah, because when you get tired, you just kind of pray for strength to keep going and you keep moving out. But when you go out there and you interact with the people, the the amazing people that come and and just engage and participate and ask and learn and share. And, and it's kind of like it just fills your cup. It fills my cup. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, it has just been such a joy to have you on and, and an honor to hear your story And so thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here today. 
And I always like to leave with this last question of what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Well, I'm going to say, in all you do, show love and give love. And um, just trying to be, again, totally my authentic self and being present in the moment. So that's kind of where I'm living. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you, Yolanda. And thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. If you took notes, because I'm sure you did. I mean, she has a recipe for definitely living. If you, if you caught, if you were listening, you, you heard her recipe for living. So please go over to Apple Podcasts and give us an honest review. And until next time, let's get fired up. This podcast is a proud partner of the Heroes Media Group, Lima Charlie Network, and Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Sponsored by Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business, and Quest Education. What if you could use the money inside your retirement account, penalty and tax-free, and use that money to start your own dream business? Our friend Daniel Blue from Season 5, Episode 5 over at Quest Education is so kind to give you our listeners, their How to Grow Your Money Tax-Free online course completely complimentary just for listening to today's show. We invite you to find out more about their generous opportunity at the link in the show notes. So just imagine the business you could start with your freed up money.